0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, April 30th, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. And today we are reading from the big book. And we're on page 56, paragraph 5, starting with, Thus was our friend's cornerstone fixed in place, and reading through four paragraphs entirely, which would take us to the bottom and ending the, par- the, page- the, I'm sorry, the chapter on page 57, when we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. And today's readers are Camille P. for the 12 Steps, Leslie M. for the 12 Traditions, and then reading the text and support today and closing us out would be Kathleen O. and Ashley P. The reference numbers, which will be your share ID numbers, for yesterday, Sunday special edition, and that would be April 29, 2018, is 11355, eleven thousand three hundred fifty-five. And for the this morning, 7 a.m. meeting, April 30th, 2018, the 7 a.m. meeting is 11358, eleven thousand three hundred fifty-eight. The OA preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Camille P to please read the 12 steps. Start Hi, with this is
1: Thank you. Hi, this is Camille P from California, and these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you, Camille P. I will now ask Leslie M. to please read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for all your service. This is Leslie M., a compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York, the 12 traditions. every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, is Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, it is Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Leslie M. How our meeting works. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 56, paragraph 5, thus our friend's cornerstone fixed in place, reading through four paragraphs, ending out the chapter with when we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. And now I'll ask Kathleen O to please open up this discussion by reading and sharing on those
3: paragraphs. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much. This is Kathleen O, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. Thus was our friend's cornerstone fixed in place. No later vicissitude has shaken it. His alcoholic problem was taken away. That very night, years ago, it appeared. It disappeared. Save for a few brief moments of temptation, the thought of drink has never returned. And at such times, a great revulsion has risen up in him. Seemingly, he could not drink even if he would. God had restored his sanity. But is this? what is this but a miracle of healing? Yet its elements are simple. Circumstances made him willing to believe. He humbly offered himself to his maker. Then he knew. Even so has God restored us all to our right minds. To this man, the revelation was sudden. Some of us grow into it more slowly, but he has come to all who have honestly thought, sought him. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. And again, this is Kathleen Owen in Northern California, and there's so much in these paragraphs. Um, the beginning thus was our friend's cornerstone fixed in place, and you know the cornerstone is also mentioned in this chapter on page forty seven It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built, and the cornerstone is one of a number of um, actual, it's like construction references that Bill makes. Um, you know, there's an archway to freedom being built and the bedrock is admitting our powerlessness. The foundation is a willing to believe in a power greater than myself. And then there's the cement that binds us together in a common solution. So the cornerstone, do I believe or am I willing to believe there is a power greater than myself? And you know, this chapter tells us that more than half of us come not believing and nothing else worked. So are we willing, are we going to be open-minded to take a look and see, you know, is there something bigger than me? And the paragraph, uh, and I hope you're timing Melanie because I forgot to set my timer. Um, He humbly offered himself to his maker. And, you know, to be humble is to really for me was getting out of my own way and not thinking I was better than others. And, and starting to, you know, bow down to um, a higher power of my concept rather than bowing down to the dang refrigerator every morning or the pantry. Um, and, you know, we're being told that finding and keeping a connection with a higher power of our understanding that our eating problem can be taken away. And, you know, the thought of eating doesn't return, say, for a few brief moments of temptation. And when that happens to me, I do recoil as from a hot flame. This great revulsion which would, you know, rise up in this man is something I experience the few times I look at items I used to binge on. I truly wouldn't take the bite even if someone offered me a million dollars. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't. And that's hard to believe until you experience it, but it starts with the God of your understanding restoring you to sanity. And that spiritual experience, if it's quick or the awakening, if it takes longer, it's gonna change how we think, act, and behave. And you know, I couldn't control what I was eating. I was miserable, full of fear, unhappy, having trouble with personal relations. And once I was open-minded and found my own concept of God and humbly got out of my own way, I mean, my life is just so much better. I have freedom from food. I experience peace, happiness, and serenity. And, you know, life isn't perfect, but today I can focus on helping others, being useful, um, going to my higher power when I don't have the answer to problems, and trusting and having faith that I'm going to get the answer. And I don't always get the answer right away, but it always comes. And um, this is something not to be missed. Thank you. This is Kathleen, and I pass. Thank you, Kathleen O grateful for that. The lines are now
0: open for others to share and comment on those paragraphs. Page 56 through the end of the chapter on 57. Who would like to comment? Ginger and Gina. Ginger and Gina. Stephanie N. Stephanie.
4: Mariana D.
0: Is it Ariana or Mariana?
4: Mariana Uh, Mariana with an M.
0: Mariana. Okay, thank you.
4: Mariana
0: D, yeah, thanks. Anyone else? Okay. Let's keep this time going. I have Ginger,
5: Gina, Stephanie, and Mariana. Hi, Ginger. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Melanie. Can you hear me? I can. I'm clear. Okay, great. Uh, Ginger C, recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And thank God for the circumstances that made me willing to believe. So every beautiful bite that I had to take, that research that I had to keep going to, you know, I welcome it. And and if you're not there, keep eating because it will convince you. It will only progress. It only gets worse. And I, w- I was shocked that I know Bill's story through my sugar addiction, not through my alcoholism. But again, thank God, because it finally convinced me head to heart. I had no lurking notions whatsoever. I was screwed and I knew it. And, you know, the whole beginning for me began similar to this uh, paragraph below, you know, I needed God. I knew I was in trouble. And he comes to all of us who honestly seek him. You know, it's not a sweet promise. It's not waking up after a big binge the night before saying, oh, God, I promise I'll never do it again if you help me. You know, it was sincere. It was honest. It was genuine. And I remember saying, and it was just that simple, desperate prayer, God, help me, because I knew I was in big trouble. The suicide ideology was increasing you know, I just, I, I couldn't live life on life's terms. And I couldn't believe how I was progressing. I was passing out all the time. I was pretty much bedbound. So again, thank God for that experiment. Thank God the bites that I had to go back to. Because I finally went from the head to the heart. And that's where it really begins. But you know, this is what's amazing. His alcoholic problem was taken away. And our 10-step promise tells me it happens automatically. So I get kicked to the curb. I take my first step through the eating and all those bites, and then I just surrender. I finally let go of the wheel completely. You know, if I'm letting God have 90, but I'm holding on to 10, I'm still committing suicide. I have to let go 100%. And then I got busy and I got better. It's amazing. It it is pretty miraculous how it unfolds. It's not magic. It's miraculous. It's God's working. So I just have to follow this work precisely, exactly with another recovered person, line by line, and allow it to unfold how it will, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. You know, uh, Bob, it was two years until he felt really any freedom, but he never stopped. He kept with perseverance. He kept going forward. So I just pray that today's pain is enough pain for you and that you put the fork down and you start this amazing process because it is unbelievable where it will take you and with that I pass. Thank you Ginger C. Gina R you're
0: next and then Stephanie you'll get ready right after Gina. Good morning Gina.
6: Hi Mel. Good morning everybody and this is Gina gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley Arizona and I just want to especially welcome the newcomer and um, the person who, if you've been following along with us in this chapter, and whether you're a believer or an atheist or a, an agnostic, to know that there are so many different examples of the those expressions in and through each of us. I happen to be somebody who called herself a believer, but I didn't understand how agnostic. And in some some cases, even atheistic, I was inside my own belief. Uh, Two years ago, around this time, I was circling the drain. I was not wanting to wake up, and I didn't know what to do. I have said before, I would hear the birds singing outside, and I would be upset with the birds because I didn't understand why they got to have a song on their heart. And I didn't even want to get out of bed. And it's um, interesting in that it was uh, Ginger who just came on before me, but she was the one who I actually got to witness firsthand the miracle happen and how she simply displayed um, through attraction, not promotion, the miracle of recovery happening to her. And in a few weeks' time, on the 17th of May, I was able to finally make that call and say, all right, I am desperate enough for this. But I had to go through the pain in order to understand that I couldn't do it anymore. And so in these paragraphs where it talks about that cornerstone being fixed in place and then no later vicissitude has shaken it, I can tell you that that has happened for me. I have been through many, many challenges, Um, a family member being murdered, um, closing down a business, moving, um, a whole range of things, a whole range of emotions. And I have not only been able to um, make decisions that are sane and clear headed, but I've been able to welcome every emotion across the spectrum That has come with those and I haven't had the need to eat over it and I have been able to be of service and helpful to my other fellows and to do it in a way where God continues to open himself up to me and I am richly richly blessed so grateful for everybody being on the line and again welcome to the newcomer with that I pass
0: thank you Gina R Stephanie and you're next and then Mariana good morning Stephanie
5: hi good morning melanie this is stephanie in recovered in kansas um these paragraphs are speaking to me um that god meets us where we are if i am willing to be willing um then my higher power is going to meet me where i am and walk with me when i first came in i didn't have a lot of courage i was so wrapped up in fear and i didn't i didn't know how to change and it takes courage it takes courage to change um but i i got that courage first of all from my sponsor because i had hope that she recovered and i could too and that started to remove some of the fear and then working through the steps shed light on those lies um i think the 12 steps really exposed the delusions that the fears keep me trapped in and after having had the spiritual awakening i was able to move beyond the fear and um and yeah a great revulsion rises up at the thought of of excess food or it's the thought of going into those into the fear and not going to god i um feel uncomfortable when i'm in the fear now and i used to that used to be my mainstay and now I immediately feel, oh, I need to do a 10-step. or oh, I need to reach out. I need to call someone. I'm uncomfortable. I need to pray instead of running to the kitchen. Um, and that's a miracle. That is a spiritual awakening. That is, you know, my, my mind has been reprogrammed. That um, is not something that I did for myself. That is something that God did for me. I couldn't have done that by myself. Only God could do that for me. And, um, and I'm just so grateful that God met me where I was. He brought a sponsor into my life at the right time when I was open and I was willing and met me where I was and walked me through it. And um, anyways, with that, I pass. Thank you so much for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Stephanie. And we are on page 56, the last paragraph. Five. Thus was our friend's cornerstone fixed in place, and we're going to read to the conclusion of this particular chapter. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. If you want to get ready, but right now we're going to listen to Mariana D. share her thoughts on that, on those paragraphs. Hey, good morning, Mariana.
4: Good morning, Melanie. Um, Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm really seeing this take uh, take root in my life this last week, and it is amazing to me. And I'm kind of looking at it in disbelief. And I'll just give you, like, a brief, you know, background of, you know, moving to a different state, putting our house on the market, having every closet and drawer clean, which is not how my home is normally, and um, having a daughter in her senior year going through all that emotion. So life has been super busy and challenging and um Friday when I was trying to get my house all together and I've been doing this for weeks, I reached out for some help for some extra help and I I kinda feel like I have a choice and I could easily go to the carnival, you know, where it's kind of crazy and there's so many things going on and things are spinning and um I could easily go there and I it was it was amazing. I stopped I did more meditation and I'm like, what came up for me was trust. I'm like, God, I know you have me. I'm just gonna trust. Whatever happens, happens, it's gonna be okay. And program for me isn't something that I can just, you know, pick up when it's convenient. It's something that needs to be there constantly because that's what brings me peace and that's what guides me in that right direction. And It's funny, I I heard an analogy lately about, um, it's a little toy, it's called a Chinese finger trap, and you put two fingers in it and you pull, and the the more you pull, the tighter it gets. And even though this is just a real simple toy and you feel like if you keep pulling, then for sure it's going to break or it's going to release, but it never does. And how you release it is by letting go. And I have that visual in my head so often, like I can get caught up in, in the drama or the craziness of things um, or the fatigue. But if I release it and I do more quiet time, sit down and I listen, things will be revealed. And that's a faith I have that's amazing. And yesterday when something happened and I had a choice of, you know, that carnival again, going to that place, I'm like, I have the 10th step. And I got it up and out. And I dealt with it, and I didn't say things that I would have to go back and make an amends for later. And it was that's program. So having program, I can't even tell you it's it's a way of life, and it's um, seriously a way of life that I embrace because I know that's where the peace is, I know that's where the sanity is, that's where the fellowship is. Um, and i'm I'm so grateful for that today, so um thank you. with that I pass.
0: Thank you so much mariana d. d lines are open now for additional folks to comment on those four paragraphs today fifty six through the end of the chapter fifty seven who would like to share a b or B and leat oh, it sounds like such a rush. Anyone else? Sherry K B. Sherry K B. Hi, good morning. Okay, let's go with that. Oray B, T D, and Sherry K B. Good morning, Oray.
7: Good morning, good morning. Can I be heard? hmm Yeah, um, man, this is uh this is beautiful, man. Uh you know, like I've in the past I've read this so many times and to actually be experiencing what is being expressed here is just, like, it's just it's just a different level. Um, and I feel like I am one of the fortunate ones. Like, I really do feel lucky. Um, like, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, something happened um, just over 21 months ago where I was plucked out of the fire. I was plucked out of the fire. And sometimes I like show up to my face to face meetings and I feel like I have like survivor's guilt because not everybody's experiencing what's being was being expressed here in these in these paragraphs and like I know for sure like I didn't do anything to create this this experience that I'm having right now this time back and it was just like you know something came into my life some power i started to like i some power started to connect with me again, and it brought me out of an intolerable situation. I was in a lot of pain. I was at my highest weight again, four hundred eighty-four pounds, and I couldn't and I couldn't get myself back. No matter like no no amount of thinking or reasoning could get me back. And I just remember praying like a dog, praying like a big dog, like I never prayed before. And my prayer was simple. It was like, God, just help me show up again. God, please just help me show up again. And it talks about circumstances made him willing to believe. Man, you know, at that point, it was just like I would take anything. I would would just give myself to anything that took me. And um, something took me. And, you know, the only thing that I take credit for is that, you know, I, I put in a lot of effort. I put in a lot of work um, on a daily basis, and I do the deal. And even that, just the willingness to continue to do the deal on a day in and day out basis, like I don't take that for granted either. I think that's a gift too. Um, being clean and sober, um, that's a, that's one gift. But just being able to show up every day and do it, what, do what's necessary, that's that's man, I, I can't, you know, like that's that's God too. And uh I'm so grateful. Like I'm really grateful. Like I that's just not lip service. Like I'm really grateful. I feel like I'm lucky. I am so fucking lucky. And excuse my language, but yeah, so that's uh that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for allowing me to talk.
0: Thank you, B. Leon T D, you're next and then Sherry'll come behind you. Good morning, Leon. Hi
8: Good morning. Good morning everybody. Leah T D from Northern California. I'm so glad to be in this meeting. I have been most of April in Israel. <laughs> glad it was wonderful, but I'm just I love you guys so much. Um, this uh, guy trying to find out who it was. but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm doing a little research here, but uh, I love that what it says that. And that's our friend's cornerstone fixed in place, you know, and that's what happened to me uh, a little bit over 18 years ago. And you know, something happened. You know, the cornerstone, which is you know God, you know the person, you know God, is my cornerstone, was fixed in place. Uh, where before that, the cornerstone was food, food addiction, food body image, all the stuff that goes around it, how I look, where I'm going to get the food, I'm not going to get the food, Uh, I'm going to eat the salad, I'm not going to eat the salad, just, it's incredible, you know, and I got to that point not necessarily because I was, I mean, I was a little bit overweight, you know, I was way more overweight in the previous years, but I felt that I entered the gates of, I was in the gates of insanity, with that cycle of, I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to gain I'm going to eat this. I'm not going to eat this. I I just, I was so defeated by the obsession of the food and the misery of my life that I just couldn't do it anymore. And God came and sat between me and food like a huge elephant. I can't even describe, I couldn't even reach no matter how hard. It was done. The food was over. And, you know, and I started weighing my food and stuff. But what I wanted to say is when I was in Israel, you know, there was a lot of discussion in Overeaters Anonymous about, you know, that the food is different than alcohol. And I was trying. It's no different. There's no difference between. I am just as free as my husband is from alcohol and drugs. There is absolutely no difference. That's why the beautiful Big Book is Right for me works because my – cornerstone, my God, was food. You know, and I had to let go of uh, Master Food and uh, follow Master God. And that's the suggestion here. And so, uh, I'm so glad that I'm... Okay, my husband says it's Bill. So, uh, I am so thankful that you know, I I know I can live a whole life without the food. Because right? I have... A way better substitute. I love you, Okay.
0: Thank you, Liat TD. Sherry KB, you're next, and then we'll open up the lines
9: again for sharing on those four paragraphs. Good morning, Melanie. Good, good, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, Recovered Compulsive over here. Thank you so much for your service, Melanie, and all you do, and um, all the people on the line, and, and welcome newcomers. And These are such beautiful paragraphs. Um, I, you know, right before on Friday, we were reading about the barriers that we that had been built and broken through and swept away, and the presence of an infinite higher power. And here we're talking about um, the sky, Fritz, um, about the cornerstone fixed into place. And to me, the cornerstone is is the steps. It's God, and um, I love that. You know, just for brief moments, it said temptation, thought of of you know, drink was. Had had never returned, and I feel so grateful to be um, abstinent, happily and contently. And I know I could not feel that way had it not been for working the steps and getting a connection with my higher power and having the mental obsession removed. Because I can't do that. And to me, that's how God restored me to sanity was removing the mental obsession. Um, I was in charge of the physical allergy for putting the food down. But my higher power is the one that keeps me absent, happily, and contently. And this wouldn't continue to happen if I'm not in the step work and living in the step work. And so I, I do believe that, you know, this is just a breakdown of the steps when it says that, um, <clears throat> you know, that here God restored me to sanity, which is step two. Um, and that, you know, circumstances made him willing to believe. He humbly offered himself to his maker, which is Step three. And then he knew, which is steps four through twelve. And what I knew is that from here on out, God's gonna restore me to sanity to my right mind to to restore, to remove that mental obsession. And as long as I'm doing this work and staying connected and it is in staying connected that um, that I am restored to sanity and that my I'm recovered. I'm <clears throat> never cured, but I'm recovered. And You know, restored means to bring back into existence and recreating. And so um, I am recreating my life for the better. I I am dealing with all the years of shutting the food down, and things are coming up now that were so dormant due to, to the food being on top of everything. And I couldn't do this without my higher power. I mean, there's feelings that are coming out that, I have not dealt with um, in the past because I shoved them down with the food, but I couldn't do this without my higher power. Um, I just went through a loss, and I was very sad, and I mentioned it on the phone bridge, and I got some very nice calls, and I was very touched. But you know what? I got through it. That's what is amazing to me is I got through it. And um, and every time I turn to God instead of the food, it gets better and better and better. And um, as long as I'm in the step work, my higher power discloses himself to me. And every time I'm doing ten, eleven, and twelve, I get such a relief. It's amazing, and so can you. And with that I pass thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. The lines are now open
0: for folks to comment on paragraph five through the end of the on page fifty six through the end of the chapter on fifty seven. Who would like to comment? Penny Lauren C. A. Penny C, Lauren A. Rebecca T. Rebecca T. Anyone else? So what I have is Penny C.,
10: Lauren A., and Rebecca T. Good morning, Penny. Good morning. Thank you, Mel. This is Penny C., Recovered Compulsive Reader in the Boston area. I feel kind of sad that we're coming to the end of this chapter. This chapter has just meant so much to me, um, especially since I've been studying the big book so intensely, paragraph by paragraph, for several years. Uh, I, I'm one of those people that skipped over it because I'm not an agnostic or an atheist. Why would I need to pay attention to that? But it has meant so much to me. Um, I've become I've become transformed into an open-minded person much more than I ever was uh, before. I'm looking at these last two sentences in this paragraph and in this uh, chapter he has come to all who have honestly sought him. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. This reminds me of a saying that I've heard in the rooms that when God seems far away, who moved? And it also has me thinking about, isn't it wonderful that the 12 steps are written the way they they, they are? Because for all intents and purposes, it, you know, Bill W. and the first 100 who contributed to the book could have stopped with Step 9. I mean, what else do we have to do now? We did all our work, but knowing, knowing that we're human and that we tend to have character defects come up and that we tend to, because we're human again, we tend to start taking things for granted and we start feeling like we are moving away from God we have 10, 11, and 12. 10 that says when a character defect shows itself, then I have this wonderful way of giving it back, giving it to God, and and the barrier between me and my higher power can be removed. And then in step 11, you know, I, I, I told her to stay in prayer and meditation so I can keep close to this higher power. And then in step 12, we give it to other people. We work we, we we do service, not necessarily to another compulsive overeater or anybody in a twelve step program, but in my case I've been visiting a former neighbor who has Alzheimer's and she hasn't she has no idea who I am and um no idea even who her children are at times. And yet it does I'm given I'm I'm able to get outside of myself by visiting her and I'll just say this, as someone said once, why do you keep visiting when she doesn't even know who you are? Because I know who she is, the answer is. And I know who God is now. Better, better, and better every time I go through this chapter and listen to other time. folks. And that, and I'm just ready to, to end. Thank you, Mel. Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks so much, Tennessee. Lauren
0: A., you're next, and then Rebecca will follow. Come <laughs> on, Lauren?
11: Hi, this is Lauren A. in Minnesota, and I'm so glad to be on the line today. The reason I'm on the line is because I broke my toe on Saturday, and I'm home from work, so I'm not glad about the broken toe, but I'm glad to be on the line. Um, I love this chapter. When I first got to AA, I was definitely in an agnostic, inclined towards atheism category, and I got sober and... To me, there's one big reason that I can cite as, yes, there is a God, and that is the fact that AA works and OA works and NA and GN, whatever else, because it's all based on God, and it works because of God. So to me, that's enough proof. There is a God um and i'm working through the steps and i'm struggling with some of it even though i've worked the steps many times i've also been in oa almost 30 years but i've never stayed absent until i until i got into a vision for you a few months ago and i'm so grateful and it is a miracle i love that line in the big book about never mind the musty path here sat a miracle directly across the table you know when i thought of miracles i always thought of you know moses parting the red sea or something like that you know something just fantastic well being, being sober and being absent is fantastic to me, and I'm so grateful. And I can't do this alone, and I have to keep reminding myself of that because I'm my default setting is lazy and selfish. You know, if I can get up in the morning and not make calls and not get on the line and stay absent, I would do that, but I can't. And I've proven it to myself over and over and over, and I'm finally going to believe it and stick with this. And it's, it's okay because I spent a certain amount of time in my addiction that was totally wasted. You know, I was eating or I was recovering from eating or, you know, I was in this fog or this zone. And I don't have to do that anymore. So I can get the stuff I really want to get done and the stuff I need to get done if I stick with this. And I'm so grateful for everybody. And thank you, moderator, for your service on PATH.
0: Thank you, Lauren A. Rebecca T., you're next.
11: Hey, it's Rebecca T. in
12: Central California. Um, Grateful, compulsive overeater. So glad to be here. Um, thank you all for sharing. Um, so the phrase that comes up is the circumstances that um, got uh, made us willing to believe. Um, I for thirty eight years um, I've been essentially in my disorder, and um, you know struggling with the the denial and the um working the program i you know of my life the way I knew how um the way I thought it should be um with so much uh great denial and um uh white knuckling and um the such a surety that that um you know i i was gonna figure it out. And, um, with, uh, you know, so many things are coming up now, um, as, as I'm recovered. Um, and the only thing, the only thing that got me, uh, recovered was definitely every single other circumstance in my disorder that put me down to my knees, um, where I've, I had no choice but to say it is either, Um, you know, choose OA and choose 12 steps and choose everything that everyone has to offer and this program and lay it like 100% down, just like someone said, not 90%, not 70%, not 20%, not 100% this week and not 100% the other week. Um, Because my other choice was just absolute insanity um, or death, I'm not sure. I... um, you know, I was, I had up to over 300 pounds and then I would lose 100 pounds. And then, you know, I, I was um, borderline, I was pre diabetic. So maybe diabetes was around the corner for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's just the, the physical part. But so now life, I'm able to feel it now. I'm able to feel. Uh, great wonderful beautiful things and i'm feeling terrible things too <laughs> and hard things and hard emotions and um but yeah i have i have a solution now and i can call all of you wonderful people and i can be in this program and i can think about service and i can think about others instead of spending any more than 5 minutes on myself and on my self-pity and for that, I'm so grateful and so happy, and I will continue coming back. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Rebecca T. Looks like time will allow for um, two other folks to comment on those paragraphs. Who would like to? Lucy R. Hi, Lucy. Anyone else? Well, while others are kind of warming up, Lucy, Courtney. do you want to go ahead? Okay, I got you, Courtney. Let's see where that takes us then. Lucy and Courtney. Go okay, ahead, Lucy. Thank
13: you. Thank you so much for your service and for everybody sharing. I love this. Um, to me, what it comes down to is, uh, you know, the last couple of paragraphs there. Um, you know, in the old days, you know, I had a relationship with food. And that's who my number one relationship was with. Um you know, my agnostic thinking, you know, comes up and crops up many, many times a day. Um, but what is different from today versus when I was in my disease is that now I have a relationship with a power greater than myself. And that is the word, relationship. Um, you know, I, uh, he has come to all who have honestly sought him. I mean, there's so much in that one little sentence. You know, I, I did never used to seek God. I never, ever sought a power higher than myself. Um, food was the answer or people were the answer. God was not the answer. Um, today, uh, even though I am recovered, there are still moments when I kind of like relapse in my thinking and it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> then I have to do step 10, 11, and 12. I get back on track and and choose, okay, it's not the people here. It's not the situation. I need to be in proper relationship with a power greater than myself. And every time I seek, and I mean every single time, I am met. I can't even articulate the miracle in that. When we draw near to him, he discloses himself to us. And that is the truth. Every time I approach My power that greater than me is there every single time. And, I, um, you know, it's always me who has turned away in the past. My higher power has never turned away from me. And so as I continue to battle my agnostic thinking, you know, one day at a time, sometimes one minute at a time, you know, I've learned the disease is definitely in my thinking. Um, I get back into a proper relationship through 10, 11, and 12, every time I approach, my higher power is there. I pass. Thank you very much.
14: Appreciate that. Okay, so Courtney B. Good morning, Courtney B. from Northern California. Um, You can hear me, right? I can. Okay. Well, I guess what comes to my mind is how, you know, this for me has not been extreme soul makeover at all. I always wanted God just to fix me. That's why I love diets that would say, lose ten pounds over the weekend. Oh
15: yeah, I'm in, you know. Ah.
14: But for me, I think as human beings, we're too intricately woven. And so when I think about this whole God bit, and the biggest fear I had was, did I really give turn my will in my life over? Probably not. And that was okay. It was a start. And it it made me think of well, yeah, I kind of uh, yeah, I believe, but you better help my unbelief God, because come on, i'm just i don't I don't know, I don't know, and and what I felt I got back was, that's enough, just a little bit of your willingness. I can work with this. We can work with this, and it's just because trust takes time. This isn't for me a thing of trusting a God that I never felt like me. Yeah, maybe God loved me like a parent has to love their kids, but didn't like me. So I'm not turning my will over to someone I don't I don't trust loves me. And so I heard wonderful things that might help that do all roads lead to God and the person said, I don't know, but I'll go down any road to find us. And the only time you'll find God in the box because that's where we are. So God over go there too. And there it is. That's it's a process and as I become willing to learn more about a God I can trust, things get easier. Thanks, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Courtney. We do have two minutes if somebody would like to take that. Star one to unmute. This Marilyn is Catherine. Marilyn T. Hi, a little under two minutes. I got Marilyn. Thanks so much, everyone, for stepping in. Go ahead, Marilyn. Give okay. This is yeah, Marilyn T. Left.
15: Recovering. This is Marilyn T. Recovering from uh, Central California, and thank you for letting me speak. Um, these last few paragraphs of agnostics are so powerful um oops sorry can you hear me now
0: i can Uh uh-huh
15: okay sorry um the cornerstone that is what really grabs me this time and having studied what the cornerstone is and what it um fixes in place and that cornerstone for me is god and once he's in place we have to constantly um Uncongest our relationship with Him, that we continue to build upon that cornerstone with each step that we work and that we come closer to God, and that we restore, that He restores us to our right mind. Um, left to my own devices, I've gained and lost hundred pounds seven or eight times, and creeped all the way to three hundred. I just have to let go of my wrong thinking, which you know is the disease and um, turn it over to him and ask for guidance and be restored. I, It's a miracle. It's just a miracle, and I am forever grateful to this program and having found a vision for you with that. I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Marilyn T. And that concludes the recorded sharing portion of our meeting today. Thank you so much for everyone that shared. So let's close by reading the big book on page 164 and we'll follow that by the serenity prayer. Ashley P. Would you please read our book is meant to be suggestive only.
1: Hi, this is Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Mm-hmm. Okay. One second. Oh, my page turned. Okay.